The Colorado Equals Security Podcast is your local source for regional security news, local events, and interviews with key individuals in the region. Now, here are your hosts, Rob Reck and Alex Wood. Welcome to Colorado Equal Security. This is the newscast for episode 167 for the week of June 8th, 2020. Alex, uh, two weeks in a row, we're together. Uh, good to see you. It's almost like it's becoming a habit. It's becoming a habit, like we maybe uh, are going to stick with this whole thing after all. Um, I, I heard you had a little bit of weather at your house last night. We did. Uh, you know, the little storm front that came through. Um, this, this is Sunday, so yesterday was Saturday. It was only like five minutes, but it really caused some havoc uh, down to tree limbs and trees and just tore everything up. A, a microburst, you called it? Yes, a microburst. Did you make this up or is this a real thing? No, it's thing? a real thing. It's a real thing. A mini tornado. Yeah, pretty as much. You, as you summarized for yeah. you and me. So just so everyone's aware, everything's fine. Well, other than my power is still out, but uh, hopefully that'll be back on soon. Yeah, well, that won't matter in the, during the whole stay at home thing. That's right. <laughs> Uh, it'll be like a little house on the prairie, you know, <laughs> everyone's up at five in the morning and go to bed at eight. Churn some butter. Yep. Good stuff. Well, I'm glad that your house survived. Okay. It looked like from the pictures in your neighborhood that some people's trees were a little worse for the wear, maybe a shed or two. A shed or two. People are going to be spending some time cleaning up today. That's for sure. Uh, well, I, I walked around yesterday during some wind, but not nearly that much wind. It was very windy though. We played tennis. My, my 10 year old and I played tennis in the wind. Which you'd think would be a big deal, but when you're really bad at tennis, <laughs> doesn't really matter. It's not that big a deal. We don't know where the ball's going anyway. <laughs> when you shank it, oh, it's the wind. <laughs> All right, let's talk about a little bit of housekeeping. Um, we do have a Slack channel with uh, almost 1,500 of our favorite security people here in Colorado. Come, you can join that by going to colorado-security.com and clicking the Slack button in there. Uh, there's also one person in that Slack channel we don't want. Yeah, uh, and you know who you, you are. You know who you are. <laughs> Uh, we also have a mailing list. If you go to colorado-security.com, scroll to the bottom, there is a form you can fill out and uh, put your email in there. We will get you the show notes every week in your email. That, that reminds me of Jim Gaffigan. And he's like, my wife and I've been married for X years. We've got three wonderful kids, four total. <laughs> <laughs> love that joke. Uh, uh, it, it, speaking of jokes, um, we'd love it if you'd go rate us on your favorite <laughs> podcast listening app. Give us five stars. Maybe say something funny. Uh, put a dad joke in the rating, you know, that why not? Uh, also, tell a friend. Let them know how great Colorado Equals Security is, that you like the podcast, and that people should come hang out with us. Um, if you've noticed the last uh, couple weeks, we have not had an interview on the show. It's because we aren't, we haven't seen any people, and we haven't done any interviews for a while. Yeah. Um, so if, if you want to help get some more interview content on the podcast, we'd love it if you'd be a volunteer to go meet with people. Um, so reach out to us if you want to do that. We'll, we'll give you some instructions on how to get going. Uh, also, uh, thanks to those folks that are doing our Patreon campaign. It does take a little bit of money to run this and some people are supporting us, uh, with their hard earned money. And we appreciate that, especially these challenging times. And, uh, speaking of Patreon, we have a new patron this week. A big thank you to John Hellickson. John is, uh, coming in at the $10 a month level, which is fantastic. It's really as much as we'd ask anyone to do. So thanks so much, John, for doing that. Um, as at that level, he gets a Colorado equal security t-shirt and he also gets a shout out on the show. Shout out. So uh, John is a CXO advisor, which I assume means he talks to the chief extreme officers <laughs> for their customers. I think the X actually means that he'll talk to any C-level person. I'm company. sure that uh, people could think of other things that that X might mean. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, he's the CXO advisor at Coal Fire Systems here in town. Yes. Uh, I saw a news article. I can't remember if we talked about it or not, that they started up a new 
sort of CISO advisory program not too long ago. So uh, I'm sure he's working with that. And That's awesome. Yeah. Congrats so John, to John and, and thanks. I mean, we've known John here for years. Uh, he was the CISO for First Data in, in here in town for yep. quite a while. Um, that's where I got to meet him. Uh, and then he's, he moved over to working for a different consultancy. And now he's moved back into town to work for Coal Fire. Good stuff. Um, also, one other sort of announcement before the uh, we get into the news. Um, if you've been on the Slack channel this week, you may have noticed there's a new channel. It's called Book Club. And, what uh, in stri- the world is a book club channel about? I know. It's strange. <laughs> but we're starting a book club. Yeah. Uh, so the first meeting is going to be the uh, 15th of July. To talk about start with why. Uh, big thanks to Douglas Brush for coming up with the idea of doing this book club. I, you know, I I'm always looking for for reasons to read, uh, especially good, interesting books. Um, and and he came up with a good list of books we could start off with. And start with why is right at the top of the list. I'm going to participate in it. I, I hope. I hope, Alex, you participate, and I hope everyone listening does as well. I have already purchased the book, Rob. It is at my house. I've, an, I have an actual physical book, not an ebook. I, I got the ebook. It's sitting on my phone. Um, I haven't yet cracked it open. Yeah, I haven't opened it either. Um, but 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 I have a month, so I'm in I good did, shape. I did just get it yesterday. So yeah. well, there you go. And I didn't have any power last night, so I couldn't read. <laughs> yeah, like like Abe Lincoln. That's your excuse not for reading. I like that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's go jump into the news. Uh, first story here is that there is a a Denver earbud startup that really wants to motivate you to listen to podcasts longer. It, it's really kind of speaking to our people here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the company is called Butterflies with a uh, D like earbud, you know, pun there, butterflies. Get it, oh. Rob? Get it? Uh, and, uh, you know, their their whole pitch is that there are more and more people listening to spoken word audio such as podcasts and that earbuds generally don't have a good fit so that it uh, prevents people from wanting to use them. So they are, one, making earbuds that... Uh, fit better and two uh, focusing them so that they sound good for people that are listening to spoken word kind of music and entertainment so they have a couple interesting stats in here there are 62 million people in america who listen to podcasts on a weekly basis that's a pretty big number that's a good number um that's up from 19 million in 2013 um and then they say that there are 800,000 active podcasts so we are one in a million. <laughs> we really are one in a million. Um, you know, just about all of those 62 million people are subscribers and listen to our show, Rob. Right. I, I'm disappointed when that one person doesn't listen on a weekly basis. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, they are going to be uh, releasing their uh, earbuds soon. So congrats to that and look forward to those. Uh, hopefully, you know, we could get a pair maybe and check them out, see how they sound. Yeah, if, we'll, if we can get a pair, we will review them on the show. and We'll let you know what we think. Exactly. So Butterfly, there's your opportunity. Uh, next, there's a Colorado company that has created a tool to help store help stores manage their lines because now everywhere has a line. Yeah, so this is an Erie-based company called Latitude Digital. Um, and, and really, they're just now coming out with this idea. Basically, that what I liked about it is it doesn't require you to install an app because I don't want to install another app on my phone. I guess it must be browser-based. Um, and it's, it doesn't require you to put a bunch of personal information into it. So it's uh, you know an app after my own heart. Yeah, pretty cool. But businesses can use it to you know help uh, manage the lines that they have at their store because you know they may only be allowed to have a certain amount of people in there. Also manage the number of people that are in the store. So if you're using the app, you can tell, um, oh, hey, this many people have come in, this many people have, have left. Yeah. These many people are in line. And if you're sitting in your car, you go to the you go out to the, this uh, system, you put yourself in, and it'll tell you when to come in the store and yeah. do, get your service. So good stuff. Sounds good to me. 
Looking forward to seeing that thing hit all over the place. And I, I think they also said, you know, while they'd love to get you know, big box stores and stuff right now, they're, they're actually giving free um, usage of their system to the to small companies and nonprofits that just have one location. Pretty cool. All right, next we have uh, another startup company here in Denver. Um, we've talked about TeamSnap on the show a number of times in the past, but there's a little bit of news here uh, in the last week. They have raised $5.5 million. Um, and, and you know, as a result of that, and really a, a result of an uptick in business after COVID first slammed them pretty heavily, they've been able to hire back some employees that they had to furlough at the beginning of this. Yeah, if, if you have a kid who has been in youth sports, you've probably used TeamSnap. Um, you know, coaches can use it to... and and parents can use it to manage the team and, and do things like that. Obviously, uh, when there was a sudden stop to all youth sports, um, it's not good for business. Uh, but it sounds like things are starting to pick up a, a little bit again for Team Snack. That Snap, <laughs> they've hired a few uh, people back and uh, looking forward to them uh, using this money as they go forward. So yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Congratulations to, to them to being able to bring their folks back. That was pretty painful. Uh, next... The Boulder-based company Bonusly uh, also closed on a $9 million round of funding. Um, so I'm actually uh, pretty excited about this article just because the company itself, um, I don't think I knew Bonusly before this, yeah. but the idea is really cool. Yeah. Um, so you can use... What is the idea, Alex? The idea is, Rob, um, company, uh, companies can use Bonusly and their employees get to then essentially make... I guess you can call them like micro payments, like, you know, reward things that they can give to their employees. Um, you know, hey, Rob, you did a great job. Let me give you, you know, 10 bonusly points or whatever right. they're called. As, as a coworker of right. mine, you have a budget that you can you right. give, give out to people for bonuses, right? Right. And so it's it really is employee-based recognition of, you know, who's doing what well. And yeah. then uh, eventually you can take those points and then redeem them for things that have actual value, not just bonusly points. Yeah. Amazon gift cards, other gift cards. And it looks like you can actually get cash out of it too. Cash money. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So that is cool. I, I, I like the idea of it. Uh, obviously the company can set whatever budget they want. So, you know, they're not going to be surprised by how many bonuses are going out. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So, you know, that could be a, um, a hiring thing, right? You know, someone comes in, uh, what, what's your, uh, you know, bonusly to, uh, your point value versus the amount of money in the pool. Right, I, right. I need to know how much money I can make from bonus at your company. Yeah, I like it. All right. Uh, moving over to uh, the next story. Um, this one is intriguing. It took me a little bit to figure out what was going on here. So Getty Images, they they are a, uh, a big provider of like stock images and other kind of images out there. Um, they have chosen the Denver headquartered brand folder to power their new media manager. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, brand folder. They provide services for people to manage their brand's images. Um, mm -hmm. I think most of the time it's you know sort of in-house, like Ping could use it to manage all of the images that they have that are Ping-related. Yeah. Um, but obviously, Getty has a lot of images, and so this is probably a pretty big deal for Brand Folder. Yeah, I, you know, Brand Folder looked like, I, I did a little bit of like searching for them on the web, it looked like maybe about a 50-person company downtown. So getting to partner with Getty, the the biggest in this or right at right at the yeah, top. Yeah, I think one of the two at least. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good deal. And, uh, and now we got to learn a new company in town, which is always one of our favorite things on the show. That's right. Uh, next, into the security news, Coalfire had a blog post this week talking about um, security assessments for healthcare organizations during and after COVID-19. Yeah, that's the headline. Uh, I didn't really feel like that's what this was about. It was kind of a weird article. Uh, it's talking about the... Uh, the Health Sector Cybersecurity Coordination Center um, that's 
that's basically giving some guidance on what the healthcare companies need to do during this time. And all they really did was reiterated previous guidance, it seemed like. Is there anything in here that seemed unique to COVID? Well, I think maybe because people don't pay attention to guidance. <laughs> <laughs> they can say, hey, here's the new guidance. And when people go and see it, like, oh, I guess I should do this yeah. stuff. It's funny because probably this is better for search engine optimization, right? When someone's like, what should I be doing around security during COVID? They're like, right. here you go. Now it says during COVID. Right. <laughs> so it's the same guidance. But you know, basically, it's, it's you know, you're going to be shocked by some of these things, guys. It's, uh, you know, do a a assessment of your team, look at your policies, look at your app, make sure you have a database of IT assets. Um, look at the vulner- what vulnerabilities you have. What's the impact? What's the likelihood of these things? Uh, and plan for controls. And, to and control then put them. some controls in place. Hey, right. weird. Yeah, I know. Very COVID specific, right? Very. Yeah. Um, additional security measures include uh, cyber attack simulation tests, scanning, uh, supplier con- uh, compliance, uh, business associate agreements. Hey, yeah. you're in a healthcare provider. You probably should have a BAA. Yeah. So, so all you guys out there listening, you should know, you know, we try pretty hard not to have COVID after COVID after COVID story on the show. <laughs> and the fact that you see any COVID stories getting through means there's no other news. <laughs> Everything says COVID right now. Speaking of that, Webroot had a story this week around the future of work, how to be successful in the COVID area era and beyond. Rob, was there anything new uh, of interest in this story. There's a couple things. I, I actually pulled out uh, a few notes here that, that were interesting to me. Um, so they, they, it looks like they're making a series here and this is like part one of a series that they're going to be looking at the future of work. Uh, they asked a couple questions that, that they came up with answers for. So question number one is what are the hallmarks of organizations that are going to be successfully able to navigate the new work re- workplace realities? Yeah, I, I thought this was good. And you know, one of the things that they mentioned is that um, the COVID-19 crisis really has forced employers to think about, um, you know, how employees are, you know, in general, like their health and, you know, their well-being, not just how that is in relationship to coming to work or, right. or things like that. It, it, You would think that that's something that would be there all along, but, um, you know, glad to see that that is picking up. Well, for some percentage of companies, it is there all along, right? But then I think the point here is the companies that are thinking about the fact that your employees are also parents and spouses and right. roommates and whatever. Those teachers are the now. That, right. There you go. They're <laughs> teachers now. Um, so those, comp- those companies who are thinking about the whole employee are going to be uh, much more successful. Um, and, and really, it's at every level, right? You know, you know, your, your executives also have these same problems and your, and your entry right. level people have the exact same problems and maybe more so. So it's, it's interesting dynamic for companies that have to be thinking about. Yeah, one of the other things that they asked was, you know, how will office culture change and what policies should change once everyone is back at work, excuse me, physically? Yeah. So one of the answers there was uh, everyone is going to become more comfortable with long distance, you know, conference calls and, and just not getting together in person. Probably, you know, probably forever. Like all those people who have been hold out saying, hey, we're, we're, we're never going to be that, you know, kind of virtual office. They're all they're all getting a taste of it. So they're all going to be more comfortable with it, even if this goes back to normal eventually. Yeah. Uh, the second thing was that personal hygiene will be even more important, Rob. <laughs> yeah. Those conversations about not taking a shower, those are going to turn into conversations <laughs> about not taking a shower and also what's your temperature. Right. And please wash your hands. Yeah. Douse yourself in hand sanitizer, then come back. Uh, good stuff. All right. Next story we have is from Zvilo um, talking about the life cycle of a website. And and when I first saw this, I wondered if it was how a bill becomes a law. And that's basically <laughs> what it is. It's a very, it's, if there was a catchy too, and this could become a uh, huh. Saturday afternoon cartoon. Yeah. They're talking about, you know, several different portions, the, the active web, the proactive web and the inactive web, Rob. 
I had never heard these three phases before. Neither had I. And but it, it makes sense once I get into yeah. it. They have a, a really nice. Well, they have a yet another iceberg um, image, which you guys have seen many iceberg images. <laughs> what's above the top? What's below? And they use that to kind of describe what are the uh, different phases of a website. Obviously, up above it um, is like the website. Um, hosts content. The content's the very top of the iceberg, but way underneath is all the stuff like the d- 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 um, d- name, domain name being procured, um, the expiration of a domain name, kind of interesting behind the scenes stuff. Yes, uh, the domain name being parked. That's the proactive web portion. And then, of course, the normal life cycle of a website that you would think of hosting things and uh, then maybe someday it being abandoned or going back to being parked. So if you want to know kind of the, number one, the the life cycle of a website, but number two, what are the security implications of these different portions of the life cycle? That's what's interesting. They talk about, you know, a parked website can be, can, can indicate a security risk and, and they, they go through a little bit of detail about why that's interesting. Good stuff. Uh, the last story we have is from Logarithm. Uh, congratulations to Logarithm for the second year in a row. They have won SC Awards Best SEM Solution. Two years in a row. That's pretty good stuff. And it, from from what I've read during this release, it looks like it was a, a couple of um, non-biased panels that picked them over everybody else. So congratulations to Logarithm on that win. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, can't beat being number one. Cannot. And, well, unless you can beat it by being number one two years in a row. Oh, hey, that's true. <laughs> All right. Well, congrats to them. Moving over to our next uh, section, we have the Slack message of the week. Big thanks to Andre Gaeta, security guy here in town, who's also a, I think he's a, a regional director of sales for Mimecast. Uh, but we've known him for years before Mimecast, and he's been supporting us for a long time. Um, Andre make every week gives us a, a, a sponsorship so we can give one member of the Slack community an award for an interesting message that they post and they can use that to get an item from the Colorado Equal Security Swag Store. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, this week, our winner is Laura Francis. Uh, Laura is, I still think, the president of the Northern Colorado ISSA chapter. Um, and she was posting about the chapter and um, what they're doing and her continuing volunteer volunteerism for the chapter yeah really she she wasn't posting about her volunteerism we just wanted to recognize her for that uh she was posting about a meeting they have coming up this week which we'll talk about under events and it occurs to me that you know that's a a chapter that just got started she's been putting a ton of work into getting it going and we appreciate that an underserved portion of colorado that now has a issa chapter all of their own yeah good stuff Let's go ahead and jump over to events. Reminder, we have a a fairly robust event calendar right now. You can go out for the next couple of months and see a lot of different opportunities to get involved, mostly virtually, I think exclusively virtually right now, but a couple of things over the next two weeks. Uh, First, ISSA Denver is uh, having one of the RMISC leftover sessions, Priyank Nigam Radio Frequency Hacking 101 on June 9th. On the 11th, ISSA Colorado Springs is doing their June online series. As we mentioned, Northern Colorado ISSA, they're doing their June chapter meeting also on the 11th. Uh, ISSA is big on the 11th because ISSA Denver is also doing uh, a meeting. They're doing Zachariah Ulaleki Akinpelo, uh, doing a practical approach to application security. On the 15th and 16th, the NCC down in the Springs is doing their 2020 Cyber Symposium. On the 16th, the the Cloud Security Alliance of Denver is doing their June virtual meeting. On the 16th, ISSA Denver is having Matthew Titcomb, DOD contractors, and those supporting them. Are you ready to get audited? Exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point, question mark. I'm sure this is talking about the CMMC. It's going to be good. 
Uh, and then finally, on the 18th, ISSA Denver is having Brad Rhodes come talk about using big data tools to understand your cyber environments. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, that is it for the events. Let's go ahead and move over to jobs. Rob. Do you have any jobs? I don't have any jobs. What? I know. We uh, we actually have off extended and had our last uh, open position uh, filled. So uh, happy about that, but sad that I don't get to pitch jobs on the show this week. Well, you know what? I could pitch a job. Do it. Um, I am going to be in the need of a security program manager here pretty soon. Uh, so if that is something that would uh, be of interest to you, uh, please reach out to me. There's not a job post for this yet, um, but the program manager helps me run our enterprise security program, make sure that the entities that uh, we're overseeing are getting their stuff done and uh, sort of uh, pro uh, project management, GRC kind of activities. Uh, so if that sounds interesting to you, please reach out and let me know. And uh, for all of the candidates who want to talk to you, should they just text you? What's your cell phone number? Yeah, um, please just show up at my house. That would be the best. <laughs> and, what, um, and all the recruiters who have candidates <laughs> that will be just perfect for you. What's the... What's yes. the right email that they um, should use for that? At, at this point, it, you know, come join the Slack channel. Send me a private message. That's probably the easiest. Awesome. All right. Moving on to our next job. Fastly is hiring a senior director of security operations. CenturyLink is looking for a senior manager of information security. Transamerica is hiring an assistant general counsel focused on privacy and security. Caterpillar is looking for an IT analyst, too, for multi-factor authentication. Oh, I like that. Uh Kairos Technology, they are, they're the kind of think tank behind Carbon Black and Red Canary and some other uh, uh, security technology companies. They are hiring a reverse engineer focused on Android applications. Uh, ULA, the United Launch Alliance, is looking for an information security engineer too. Charles Schwab is hiring a senior security engineer. Twilio is looking for an, a compliance engagement analyst. And finally, FireEye is hiring a senior information security consultant. Awesome. That is it for jobs. That's it. We won. We did it. Uh, that's it this week. We do not have an interview, so you all can go back to whatever it is you do when you're not <laughs> listening to us. Um, hopefully, uh, it is comfortable and uh, you know you don't need new butterfly earbuds to, to help you listen. Yeah, if to your, your ears podcast, are aching right now, well, we know where you help, should go. Help is on the way. That's right. All right, everyone have a great week. Thanks, Rob. Learn more about the Colorado security scene at colorado-security.com, where you can see information about local security groups, a calendar of upcoming security events, and learn more about Colorado equals security. Reach out to Alex and Rob by emailing info at colorado-security.com. Until next time, remember, Colorado equals security.